from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual and amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, host of the Ken Coleman Show, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose, career and jobs, work expert. Open phone is my co-host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Mary's in Chicago. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? I have a son who um, was accepted to an Ivy League law school. And I know 10 things that you say you should never do is take out student loans, um, to go to school and we paid for all of his undergrad, um, everything we'd saved through a 529, 24 plan. And, um, good way to go. Yeah. He's taking out quite a large sum of money, about $170,000 for three years. He did get $90,000 worth of scholarships, but I just am really nervous about that. I mean, that's a lot of money. Um, and coming out of where he's going, he's in a T14 school. So his income in three years when he's finished will be two hundred to $250,000. Maybe. You hope. Well, that that's what big law is paying in, in New York and Chicago, and that's where he would end up. Based on what? Um, he's a top student. And 100% of the law students that graduate from that university do not go into big law. Well, he, 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 the reason he chose the one he's going to is because it's international, and that's what he wants to do. I know, but 100% of the international law, lawyers that specialize in international that graduate from that law school do not make a $250,000 salary. Some do, but not all of them do. So anyway, this is already decided. How can we help? Because we can't fix it. I mean, he's going to go do it. Well, I just wanted to kind of find out what you thought. And also, we have... Why? It doesn't matter. He's doing it anyway. Well, it does, because we have a coach house over our garage. And I did offer to him that when he got done, he could live in the coach house. But he would have he would have three years, and he would have to pay that back in three years he would have to take all other than his minimal living expenses and pay down that debt yeah is that something you think we should offer him or be like nope you took it out because we never had student loans i paid for all my school myself um mary if you want to offer it you can i don't think the guy that signed up for the trip you're talking about is going to take your offer okay i think you would do that you yeah. would live in the coach house, but I don't think this guy will. Do you think it was a mistake to do that, what he's done? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think it matters. All we can do is love him. I'll love him, and you can love him, and and hope it works out for him. But um, it, it's it's mythology that you make more money because of where you went to school across the board. Now, obviously, there are exceptions to that. And coming out of Harvard Law does set you up to be a better chance than coming out of 
University of Tennessee Law School, okay, to go to a big firm in Chicago or big firm in New York. Um, but also, you got to understand when you sign up for big firm in Chicago, big firm in New York, you're a number, and their goal in the first three years there is to try to kill you. Right, right. You, it's you work you work three hundred hours a week. I mean, it's just bizarre. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and all just to get to be in big law. I mean, it, it's. And then at the end of the story, what have you really got when it's all clear? Oh, I'm a partner in this mess. Yeah, okay. Uh, and um, so it's, 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 if that is your goal, singular goal, uh, you know, you might make, if, he, if it all works out and he does get that gig, then we might get there. Might, but I, I, I want you to hear this, Mary, and I want Dave to comment on this because diving into this, there's a new study out by a group of Harvard-based economists, Opportunity Insights, and they looked at students who were waitlisted by Ivy League schools, Dave, compared with the estimated future earnings of those who eventually got in with those who didn't. And they attended one of nine flagship public universities instead. So you mentioned University of Tennessee. And here's what they found. It's a, st- a statistically insignificant impact on their future earnings as they projected income at age 33. And they said that the Ivy League degree would average a 3% increase over a state school so now that's, that's not law it's not law but they're talking about but they're talking just about a, in general an ivy league but degree. law would a hundred percent i can tell you that in business it doesn't make spit difference 78 percent of the fortune 500s are state of the fortune 500 ceos graduate from state school they didn't go to mit they didn't go to wharton and they didn't go to harvard and they didn't go to yale okay and they didn't go to vanderbilt and so the idea that you make more in business is laughable. Now, in law, there is a nuance that you probably can get in there. She's talking about big law. She's correct about that. And this is the pitch he's – but the, the problem well, but again, is, is – he still has to get in. Just because he had the degree from Harvard he's doesn't get him graduate. Well, but he's, he's got to graduate in the you know top how of his class. It is? He's got to graduate. He's in. He's in. He's got the degree. He's got sure. The, he's got the entrance. Right. And he's written the check. It, it's a done deal. So Mary, just coach him and, and tell him, hey, we love you, and we're going to be here for you, even if we don't agree with your decisions. And we hope it works out for you the way you think it's going to. But I, but I'm worried for you, and I'll be praying for you, honey. Because I will. I'm not mad at him, and I'm not mad at you folk out there. But the problem is when people believe mythology that 2% of the people, you know, if you do something that only works 2% of the time, that's not a principle that works. That's okay? correct. And, and, you know, so what percentage of Harvard Law or Vanderbilt Law, or for that matter, and, and you pay, you pay what, 4X for the degree or 5X for the degree mm-hmm. of what you would have paid in a, in a state law school, uh, and then d- get into big law, and what what percentage of them by the time they're thirty three are right. still there? Right, that haven't right. got ground up like last week's hamburger right. yes. with the schedule they put them in, right. uh, and just destroy them. Uh, so I mean, it's it's legendary how mean they are to the first yes. and second year uh, people on. And that, I want to point out this is like this is like playing Division one football or basketball. Yeah, you exactly. you still got to make it to the NBA. And so here's the point: he's going to come out. I know he's in the school, but I'm talking about once he's out, he's got to compete against all those other Ivy Leaguers that are competing for the same big law job. So it's not a guarantee. That's what you got to be careful about. All yeah. it guarantees is is that. They may look at you because these big law do tend to prefer Ivy League grads, yes. But you still got to compete. Agreed. Got to win. And then are you really, at the end of the day, going to earn that much more? 
Uh, on average, no. On average, so. no. Yeah. If his particular narrow path works out for him, yes, he will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to argue that part of his, his agreement. But based on that, would I tell my own child to go $200,000 in debt? Oh, crud. No. Not even close. Would I tell you to pay an... Would I, would I tell you to go into debt to go to an Ivy League, a famous school, just because? No. 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 Please don't. All the data tells us. Harvard economists did a study on themselves and said it's not worth it. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co host today. Open phones at 888 825 5225. I think it, I just feel the need to circle back for a second. Um, number one, if you are going into a field, where an education is needed, we are huge proponents of a four-year degree. We're also huge proponents of the trades. There's lots of guys that are welders that are making $120,000 a year, while people with a master's degree in social work are making 38000 So let's just keep in mind what you're going to earn when you go get a degree. So when you're studying, don't study some left-handed puppetry degree. Get a degree in German polka history. There's only one job if you have a degree in German polka history. You have to get a PhD so you can go teach other people to get a degree in German polka history. It is the <laughs> only possible use for that degree. And there's crap like that all over the place that people go and do. And in the name of all education is good. No, all education is not good for purposes of earning. Now, is all education expand the mind? Hypothetically, some of your minds are so empty that it's crazy. You shouldn't put stuff in there. But, um, but, the, uh, but, but some of it, you know, so generally speaking, education is a good thing. Generally speaking, a lifetime of learning is something you need to engage in. A hundred percent of you, a hundred percent of us need to engage in a lifetime of learning. If the last time you read a nonfiction book was five years ago, shame on you. Turn off Netflix. Go read a nonfiction book. For God's sakes, learn something all the time for the rest of your life learn something read 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 all leaders are readers not all readers are leaders but all leaders are readers so be doing you know learn 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 Just believe in education all four of my kids got a four-year degree but the the thing that universally you cannot defend there is not one shred of data except mythology that going to a high-priced famous school Ivy League as an example, that you can justify the extra expense. Okay, the versus a high, a, a, a well-staffed, well-run state school, the University of Ohio, the University of Georgia, the University of Tennessee, the University of whatever you know, whatever state you want to put after that. Okay, 
uh, or just a state school in, you know, the Middle Tennessee State University as one of the best broadcast and uh, music degrees in the world. And it is a state school and it's like $8,000, $9,000 a year tuition. Okay. One of my friends, it's the president of a major network, sent her kid to MTS, to Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, freaking Tennessee, and could have, could have afforded to send their kid anywhere, but wanted to study broadcast and wanted to study the field that, that the parent was in. And so, you know, what we're looking for here is value in education because education is important. But this idea that you have to go to a famous school because it's going to get you a job or because it's going to get you more money is statistical mythology. There's nothing to back it up. None Lots of studies saying it's not true. Yeah. It's virtually insignificant, even in the higher level grad degrees. And this is not our opinion. These are Harvard economists that have put this stuff out. So and that's your the customer irony. doesn't care, by the way. The only people that care are your mom and dad and your grandparents and maybe crazy Uncle Larry at, at Thanksgiving, because that's where he went to school. You know, so we've got to get over this. My nephew went to Cornell. I couldn't give a crap. Right, nobody less. cares. Yeah. So. Did he learn anything? <laughs> Yeah. There's two things that we teach here. One, is a degree the only way to get where you want to go to do that thing you want to do? Or is it the best way? If it's no to both of those simple questions, is it the only way or the best way? Then I got news for you. There's a different way. And increasingly in 2023, it's a whole lot less expensive and a whole lot less time consuming. And that's the reality of the world we live in, and it's only continuing to shift that direction. Yeah. So we're pro-education. Absolutely. It just doesn't always require a degree. We're not pro-mythology. Yeah. And it doesn't require a degree to be successful. You are not more likely to be successful by going to one of those famous schools. Yeah. It just isn't there. There's no data. Again, Wall Street Journal did a full survey, 78%. That's 8 out of 10 of the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. The top 500 companies on the stock market graduated from state schools. You know what, though, Dave? That's, you that's are. statistically significant. Hello. I found. I realized just a second ago that you are more likely. If you go to one of those big-name schools, you are more likely to be broke. I shared a story on the Ken Coleman Show just a couple weeks ago of a guy who went to Columbia. Okay. Right. Film school, oh, $340,000 because he went undergrad and he got a graduate level degree. He's in Hollywood making $65,000 right now, and he was quoted in the Waiting Wall Street tables. Journal saying, I could have got this job without either the four-year degree or the master's degree. Well, he's exactly right. He could have, yeah. And so now that's, again, that's the film industry. So it's not apples to apples in every industry. You, you got to have a grad degree for medicine, for science, a lot of your science jobs and a lot of your, and obviously all medical jobs. But uh, there's a guy who regrets it and he got this prestigious degree and he still had to start at the bottom. Well, if you want to get a business degree at Vanderbilt University in our town here, the Southern Ivy League, if mm -hmm. you will, sure, it's $70,000 a year. University sure. of Tennessee is... $12,000 a year. So we're saying six times, is that is that degree six times more valuable at Vanderbilt than it is at the University no. of Tennessee? I'm 100% sure it's not because I graduated from the University of Tennessee and people that graduated from Vanderbilt work for me. 
<laughs> oh, by the way, football team's better at UT. Well, that football team, that's it. That's, but yeah, I mean, it's just. <laughs> I just had to throw that in. I know. It has nothing to do with what we're talking yeah, about. Absolutely nothing. Don't pick your school on your football either. That, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> I'm going, please, God, don't that's go to a school. That's a very good point. school because they have a good football. Which, by the way, a lot of kids are doing that. I, I, or pa- the party it. scene. Yes. It's always rated and everything. It's just all this garbage, man. So it, whether it has a lazy river, there's schools that have a lazy river that you can coast down. You can float down a lazy river at a university. Mm. This is how asinine this whole process has become. And this is why we have a student loan debt problem of trillions of dollars, because Congress continues to make loans to people who want to go to the lazy river. There you go. Open phones at 888-825-5225. See if we can squeeze this one in. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly's nationwide network of locally owned home service pros like Molly made Mr. Rooter plumbing and five-star painting takes the stress out of home repairs, maintenance, and improvements. Visit Neighborly.com to schedule a service today. Great company. Today's question comes from Tony in Massachusetts. I recently applied for a job that I'm extremely qualified for and thought I had a serious shot at getting the interview. Never got a call, and I'm growing a little discouraged. It's an amazing job, which I'm sure has a lot of competition. The application process went through an artificial intelligent platform that screened my information, and I'm worried it screened me out. The whole process felt impersonal, and I feel like I didn't get a chance to convey my skills and experience. Do you have any tips for applying for jobs under an AI platform? It's been a while since I've been in the job market. Yes. So this is an applicant tracking system. Even small businesses are using some type of AI software to help process information. So we've got an entire article that I wrote on this called How to Beat Applicant Tracking Systems. This is at RamseySolutions.com. But I'll just pull out a couple quick things uh, for uh, Tony. One, you've got to use keywords. So if you read a job description, let's say it's about a three or four paragraph job description, you've got to be paying attention to keywords in the description, Tony, and then you make sure that those are in your interview, uh, in your resume. So for instance, if it says you need a lot of experience with Excel, just using a simple example, then make sure one of your skills on your resume is Excel so that that AI system picks up on that. Second, make sure that you edit every resume to be custom for the job. A lot of people are doing a cut and paste and putting out multiple resumes, multiple jobs. That'll get you flagged. And then third, don't apply for too many roles at one company. One role, maybe two max. Don't do six or seven. Sometimes that'll get you kicked out as well. But again, more details in this article. We go into great detail. Most important, find somebody you know inside the company and circumvent this whole thing using proximity principle. Well, we wrote an entire book called The Proximity Principle that says you need to know somebody in the company or know somebody that knows somebody so that they take your resume, old school style, past AI, put it on the hiring manager's desk. He's a good goob. Well, we don't want him saying, look at this goob, but That's you get okay. the point. He's a good one. He's, He's a, good a, goob. a good goob. Yeah. All right. Use proximity go. principle. Get the book. That is that is the answer to circumvent anything that has technology problems. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, folks. Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want. Every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. 
Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones, 888-825-5225. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, on the debt-free stage, Greg and Meredith are here. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing well. How, How are you, you doing? Better than we deserve. Welcome. Good to have you. Where do you guys live? Boston. Oh, wow. Yeah. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you. And here to do a debt-free scream. How much have you paid off? Four twenty-five. All right. How long did this take? Five years. Yeah. Good deal. And your range of income during that time? Two thirty to four thirty. Excellent. Wow. Nice jump. Yeah. Very good. What do you guys do for a living? I'm an attorney. Mm-hmm. And I'm in sales in the HVAC industry. Awesome. Yeah. I hope you didn't go to Harvard after we just did all that. <laughs> I did not. Okay, <laughs> we were talking about it though. <laughs> Man. After we did all that, that would have been the irony of ironies, wouldn't it? Yeah. I went all the way to Nashville to do my debt-free scream. I'm freaking from Boston. And yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out, though. Good. Hey, how much, what kind of debt was the 425? All student loans. All student Every loans. dollar. Every bit of it. So, uh, attorney wow. uh, to law school. Yep. And uh, yours as well? Private school for me, yeah. Private school. Good. Okay, cool. Good for you guys. What do you do for a living? An attorney, you said, and you said you're doing what? I'm in sales and HVAC. Sales and HVAC. Yeah. Excellent. Good, good. Okay, so how long have you been married? It's almost six years this year. Yeah. So right after you get married, something you say, okay, we're going we're gonna to plow into the student loans. Tell me the yeah. story. Uh, well, you were on the Ben Shapiro show, and yeah. I'd never heard of you before. No idea Was anything about any of this. Was that five years ago? A- about that, yeah. Oh, almost six. gosh. Yeah. So I uh, kind of got the idea of, you know, this guy makes sense. Started listening to your podcast. Started subtly playing it at home when mm-hmm. Meredith was in the room. And I know that I don't make the decision. I get Meredith to make the decision when I want it to be made. <laughs> oh, oh. you should write a sales. marriage book. Yeah, He's if she sales. likes the idea in advance, yeah. Yeah. then you know we do we do what I'm hoping we're gonna do. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it did lead to the the only I would say argument in our entire marriage. Wow. Yes. Um, I wanted to go to from baby step one straight into two, and take what was already a done baby step three. And drop it down to baby step one. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, to put every dollar that we had. You wanted to follow minus a thousand dollars exactly okay. into our student loans. Mm-hmm. But knowing that we were going to do five years, we compromised and we did her plan. <laughs> okay, so you did it anyway. Yes. Good. Okay. Yeah. Well, you make a great income, and you both were in agreement mm-hmm. ultimately, yes. and got after it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Very cool. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> so when you got four hundred and. $25,000 worth of student loans. That's a Mount Everest. Yes. And you get married and you're looking up and you're going, holy crap, this just got real. Yeah. Puts it, takes your stomach and does not. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So was the five years easier or harder than you thought it was going to be? Once we made the plan, I think it was a lot easier than yeah. we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't seem as insurmountable as once we actually just got started because right. we were on the same track the whole time. Looking down from the top of the mountain down is much easier than looking at the bottom oh, going up. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. But when you get up there, you're <laughs> like, Dadgum, this was a harder climb than I thought it was going right, to be. Right. Or, wow, well, that was, I thought this was going to be horrible and we just did it. You know, yeah. so, you know, you never know which way it comes out. Right. Would not do again, but no, yes. <laughs> no. I'm not signing up no, for this no trip repeats. again. No, no. So this is not, it's not my definition of uh, vacation. No, right. no, no. We, we did have the advantage, too, because uh, Meredith's income was enough that we were able to live on no problem. So we were able to just take my entire income and throw it at it. So we, we did Dave Ish for a little while, and I know that's the story a lot of times, but basically we were able to 
to take what she was already making, live only on that, and then say, okay, anything that's left, anything that's my income, and then anything extra we can get out of hers, we're just going to throw it straight at it. My observation yeah. is is that when things start working, people start sacrificing deeper. Mm, absolutely. Once yes. they get hooked yeah. in, generally. That yes. doesn't always happen. Yeah, because I'm curious, when in the five-year journey does the income bump significantly, or was it gradual? It was pretty gradual. Yeah, okay. um, when I got a promotion from associate to senior associate, that was a very large bump, and that helped a lot. Yeah. And we were able to throw my extra income into the student loans, and that's what really propelled us this last right. little bit. Nice. And a good so, chunk of my income is commission, so I also good. got better commissions over time. So what kind of yeah. sacrifices did you guys make on this journey? <laughs> uh, waiting for children. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. We're not waiting anymore. There you go. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Very fun. Very That's fun. not easy to wait on, is it? It is not. It's not an easy choice to make, but sacrifice was definitely, it was worth it to now that weight is gone. Yeah. We can have our son and be really excited about him and not yeah. have the debt on top of it. Right. Yeah. Oh. And his mom and dad paid a price to change his life. Yes. Yeah. Well done, y'all. Yeah. Well done. Very cool. Good for you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Who was cheering you on along the way? Everyone. Everyone, yeah. Definitely. Everybody yeah, was parents, for you. Parents okay. in particular, um, a lot of people were kind of skeptical of the concept, but mm-hmm. once we told them how close we were, and especially when we did pay everything off, it's it's. Oh, when you do it, everybody's you. on. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys, yeah, I knew, I knew you could do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny. Yeah. Uh, it's, hindsight's twenty twenty for these people. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Well done, you guys. Very, very well done. What do you tell people the secret to getting out of debt is? Persistence, yeah. grit, mm. and sacrifice. Yeah. You can't mm. have it all right exactly when you want it. Yeah. And that budget, the plan is there's nothing like being able to look at it at the end of the month and say, oh, I've got you know X number of thousand dollars potentially to throw at my student loans this month. You know, that's we always celebrate a little bit. You know, have a drink or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you can throw ten grand at, at a month at it, it's it, oh, it's fantastic. It feels really good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even if it is a four hundred and something thousand dollar amount, you know, yes. we're, we're going to get there. Okay. Right. I see how this is going to work. Yeah. Right. Wow. How old are you two? And now what are you dreaming about? Now the baby boy's on the way. <laughs> I mean, it cha- I want people to hear this. So how old are you? And then wh- how does this change your dreams? So I'm 34. Okay. And I'm 33. Wow. Yep. And now we want a family. And right. Yeah. I mean, that is the dream. So yeah. I'm actually going to be taking some time off work and being a mom for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, Moving to North Carolina yeah. where her parents are and, and oh, wow. changing the whole living situation, everything. We're gonna, yeah. I'm going to work from there. Uh, work from the house so that I get to spend as much time with their son as we can. Yeah, very so. cool. Very cool. See, Dave, I love hearing that because I want people that are new to this whole thing to realize they can do pretty much whatever mm-hmm. they want. This is not yeah. just financial peace. It is professional freedom, mm-hmm. personal freedom to make choices like this. Right. And it doesn't even phase you. No. Hey, the scariest thing for me is I just never lived outside of Boston. <laughs> yeah. You're going to love yeah. North Carolina, Oh, it's man. fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to like the tax change, I promise you. Oh, yes, sir. That's another raise. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's going to change everything. Yeah. Congratulations, you two. You're amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank well, you. very, very well done. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Hey, we've got the uh, Live and Give box for you. It's the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, uh, because if you aren't one already, you will be soon. You're right on track. And the Total Money Makeover book as well, and the Financial Peace membership. If you've not been through the class, go ahead and go through it for the fun of it now, or teach it, or uh, give it to somebody, whatever you want to do. It's all for you. So thank you guys so much for coming. We're so proud of you. Greg and Meredith, Boston, Mass., at least for now. If you live like no one else later, you can live wherever you want and give like no one else. 425000 paid off in five years, making two thirty to four thirty. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free!
That is how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. Greg, from deep down in his guts. Yes. uh, yes, yes, That had some power to it. It did. Well, that's uh, $425,000 worth of student loans gone. That'll get you. That'll get you excited right there. <laughs> that's right. It gets that. If Sally Mae is that big and she's yeah. in your house, you know when she leaves. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's good. Wow. Get the ugly woman out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, and and so I mean, there's an example. We you know we're talking about attorneys. We're talking about famous schools and all that. There's an example of someone went in law school debt and then said, "I'm not living like this." Mm. And leaned in and then made senior. Yeah. And as they made senior years, and both had great incomes, and they worked their way through it. But uh, wow, pretty incredible. Yeah, I tell you now they've got choices. Because I got to tell you, yeah, you come out and you're facing down the barrel of four hundred twenty-five thousand, and you just graduate, you pass the bar, you're married, and you look up, you have an oh crap moment. Sure. Here I stand at the bottom of this mountain, and I really don't have a choice. Climbing it is mandatory. Yeah, that's right. The only question is how long the climb is going to take. Are you going to do it for 20 years? You're going to do it for five years. That's pretty incredible. They're amazing. What a what a sharp couple. Very cool. This is the Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is our co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Daniel's in Houston. Hi, Daniel. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So me and my wife just started Financial Peace University. We finished the third lesson, and we are trying to figure out how to downsize. We have four vehicle payments, uh, my truck, her car, and we each have a motorcycle. Uh, we're wondering if we should voluntary, voluntarily surrender the motorcycles to get out from underneath that. No. Uh, it, no? Okay. No. What, what do you owe on them? Uh, so I owe 25 on mine, and she owes 17 on hers. What's yours worth? Mine's worth about 17. What's hers worth? 11. Good God. What a mess. Yeah. What do yeah. you make? What's, our, what's your household income? Uh, I actually lost my job in March, and so we're living off of her salary. This is July. What do you do? Uh, I've been looking for jobs nonstop. I've had seven interviews and nothing's come from any of them what do you do um i worked for t-mobile for the past eight years i was a regional manager making what kind of money and, uh, about a hundred thousand a year doing what you reach regional manager of the, the whole obviously operations manager for the region right uh yeah i was i was over 25 locations okay and you made a hundred grand all huh that's interesting yeah okay um and uh i want to circle back to that uh let, let's um okay. What does she make? Uh, she makes about eighty-eight thousand a year. Good. She okay. works for Exxon Mobil. Okay. L- let me let me answer this, and then I want to circle back to the, uh, the the motorcycles are not the problem; they're the symptom. So here's mm-hmm. the problem with surrendering them. I want to surrender them as a last ditch effort. Matter of fact, I want them to okay. actually come repo them. I don't even want to surrender them uh, because. Okay. If that motorcycle is worth seventeen, when they take it, they're going to sell it as a repo for nine. Oh, okay. And you're responsible for the difference, the deficit. Mm-hmm. So you control the hole that you're in if you sell it. Who's okay. the loans with? Uh, they're through Harley Davidson. Okay. 
I, w- I would be ta- let, Harley has run into this before. I would be talking to Harley a lot. Okay. Um, unless they're angry or mean on the phone, and then I just hang up on them. But I'd just be calling them, you know, once a week and just giving them an update that you got laid off and we're about to get a job and, you know, it sucks right now. Um, we're going to work it out, though. And I'd be talking to the local Harley dealer and going, hey, dude, can you get me out of these? Okay. Okay. Uh, is your credit messed up? Uh, yeah, I'm a 513 and she's a 565. Yeah, your credit's screwed. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I would have you borrow the difference. Because I'd like, for instance, on yours, okay, uh, eight thousand gets you out of yours, right? Mm-hmm. I'd have you borrow that difference if I could, okay. uh, if you could find a way to do it. Because I'd rather have you eight thousand in debt instead of twenty five. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, but but, and that's the goal is to get there or and or get you reemployed. All right, now let's circle back yeah. and work on the thing, the thing that caused all of this, which was the. Uh, the job thing, okay? Yeah, so you lose your job. Why did you lose your job? Was it just layoffs, or was it something else going layoffs. on? Layoffs. No, it was layoffs, yeah. Did you have any severance at all? I did. We we caught up. We were behind on everything. We caught up with all that severance. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of living on that. So are and you applying? Why, why have you not gotten reemployed, do you think? Um, I don't know. I've been applying for entry-level positions, like to clean bathrooms, and I don't get a job. Um, I've had my resume, uh, team, the T-Mobile gave us a service to professionally do my resume. So I had that done. Apparently it's uh, not magic. Seven inter- yeah. I've had seven interviews and, um, some of them were up to the third round of interviews and then I got ghosted. But are you interviewing for positions that were similar to the T-Mobile position? I'm interviewing for absolutely anything right now. Okay. Uh, like I said, I've applied to work at at uh, at Bucky's to clean bathrooms or to to serve food. And I Bucky's ghosted you. Yep. Ghosted after by three, Bucky's. That's like, that's like a, that's like a book title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is. I mean, I'm not gonna. This is tough. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you're just not interviewing well, and that's not something that I can analyze right now. But you're gonna have to start div- diving into your relationships, man. You know enough people to be able to get those people to vouch for you. You've got to get into these interviews where pretty much you're the you just have to have a pulse because they've heard so much good about you and they From go okay if this guy's real through these relationships if Daniel proves to be real then we're hiring him. And that's what you're not doing. You just applying okay. and getting in the interview process, you have no leg up on anybody else and quite frankly you're being outperformed in the interview process. But somehow or another. Somehow. I don't know how, and yeah. I don't want to, because that, that would be, uh, I just don't know the answer. But okay. uh, you have got to change the odds in your favor, and the only way you're going to do that is people recommending you, really advocating for you, not just a loose recommendation, but someone going, I know Daniel, I'm going to open up the door here. You've got too much experience and too much skill set from that previous job, and you weren't fired you were laid off. There's no stain on you. But I'm going to say one other thing. You need okay. to go get yourself a $20, $25 an hour job, oh, maybe Bucky's. two, maybe three. Listen, Bucky's is hiring gas station managers, the guys know, that they pump managers for a hundred grand. I know. Yeah. So, but okay. the point is, you got to go get paid right now. Like, there's no excuse for you not to be making money in a warehouse somewhere. 
Uh, you've got to be making money. I don't By the care way, managing a Bucky's gas station is like managing a Walmart. That's no small no endeavor. Joke. Okay. So the uh, anyway. are you telling me you've been in a Bucky's? No, I'm just the, the, you just heard of this about is it. a legendary thing. So anyway, the um, let's stop. All right, now we're going to send you Ken's <laughs> assessment to help you ascertain. Uh, your career assessment okay we're yeah. going to send it to you as okay. a gift free we're going to send you a copy of this book that's a quick read or, or not a quick read it's a, it should you should read it very fast called the proximity principle and this is what's going to get you in the door we're also going to send you his number one bestseller big book called paycheck to purpose i want you to read and do the do the assessment read yeah. both of those books in within 72 hours of the time they hit their, your doorstep it will change the way you do this then go to kencoleman.com and read everything on there about resumes about letter writing about getting the interview and about what to do in the interview ken trains people on getting jobs you will get a job within three weeks of doing these things it will happen okay Okay, he can he he's the best in the world at this. That's why I've got him on here as a Ramsey personality. So we're going to give you all that free to help you. Now stop on that sidestep. Next thing, what do you owe on the cars? Uh, on my truck, we owe forty thousand, and on her car is twenty seven thousand. And what are they worth? Uh, my truck, I had a wreck on mine. So last time I was trying to trade it in, they uh, appraised it for about twenty one. Uh, and hers uh, was about 17. You guys are just, you're in a mess with these vehicles. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we were, when, when we're you are, when, five years from today, down. when you get uh, a good job and uh, you're making 100 and she's making 88, you're making 188, and you get these motorcycles up right side up and you sell them, and then you get these cars right side up and you sell them, and then you get into a couple paid-for vehicles, uh, and you never buy anything else again that has a wheel or a motor unless you pay cash for it. You yes, got sir. that lesson, right? Yes. yes. I mean, God's got a highlighter out, and he's highlighting this lesson for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can see it clearly. I hope you can. Because the trick of doing something stupid, and I've done a lot of stupid stuff, Daniel, and y'all are vehicle stupid beyond belief. I've done a lot of stupid stuff. My goal when I do something stupid is not do the same stupid thing next time. If I'm going to do something stupid, it needs to be a new stupid thing. You follow me? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, and so that and that's your goal. No more vehicle stupid. You got yours completely out of the way in this chapter of your life. You got all your vehicle stupid done. Never do it again. Pay cash and buy conservative vehicles or don't buy them. Because uh, you, got, you got serious Jones for motors, man. It's pretty incredible. I know you because I'm the same way. So hang on. Austin's going to pick up. We're going to get you the career assessment. We're going to get you the proximity principle, and we're going to get you the Paycheck to Purpose book, and go to KenColeman.com. Tons of free stuff there. You can start reading that right now when you get off the phone. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.